We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. If for some reason you are new to the show, we always talk boxing, MMA, pro wrestling, mixed in with a little bit of whatever the hell's on our Twitter feed, whatever's going on in the world, a little bit of hip hop every now and then, you know, we like to get into our bag. So you get all of that just listening to us. We usually break it down for you over the week so you get multiple shows. If you're a boxing person, you get a boxing show. MMA fan, we have that for you. Pro wrestling, we hit you with pro wrestling every week now as well. But trust me, all the shows are great. Check out everything. Make sure you guys go to our YouTube where you can see our amazing faces. Everyone here at Blue Iron Studios holding it down, making sure that happens every week. Dre, we're starting this week with boxing. And our schedule changes up a little bit this week and next. We're going to do a big boxing show today and give our predictions for the next, this upcoming weekend and the following weekend because we're going on a cruise. Yes. Us, some other friends, a big group of us. Damn near 20 of us in total. Disney cruise, going to be fun as hell. So we'll be gone to begin next week. So we'll give you boxing to start this week, pro wrestling on Friday because so much going on there. We have a pay-per-view to preview. And then MMA, since it's off weekend in MMA anyway, we're going to do our big MMA show next Tuesday. Make sure you guys have that. And then we'll be back right here in Blue Wire Studios next Friday to recap pro wrestling, talk AEW, and get back rolling. So this is going to be fun. Thanks, everyone, for always coming through, always listening. Boxing today, though, Dre, with, with having everything in one show, that means we get to preview Connor Ben. Chris Eubank, which I've trained myself, by the way, side note, to say Eubank instead of Eubanks. Oh, good. Yeah, it's like people who say Joe Buttons. Yeah. I, I was that guy for a second. Chris Eubank good. versus Connor Ben this weekend. We have Fundura versus Ocampo. The next weekend, Chris Shields, Savannah Marshall, Wilder, Alenius, Haney, Cambosis, too. So much going on. We're talking all of that today in the show. Plus, a little more boxing mixed in around that. But we got to start, got to start, got to start on the hip-hop side of things, on the current event side of things, on the Twitter trending side of things. 
Mr. West, Mr. West. We have to talk about this guy again. Dre, I I promise you, the last time we talked about him on the show, we said that was the last time. But he keeps doing stupid shit. So to start off the show, it was only right, only right, that we had to talk about the recent picture, which I didn't even know was Kanye West. Yeah. But it popped up on Twitter yesterday. Candace Owens posted a picture, I guess, to her social media platforms, standing next to one Kanye Yay, West, wearing White Lives Matter t-shirts. I'm assuming these are Gap shirts, right? Those are who employs Kanye. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you think it's off brand? He just went off just, to the left? These were just them trying to be cute and get attention. That's what that was. This is now an interesting way to get attention. More so than talking about him. Because I feel like at this point, we know what Kanye is. If anyone doesn't, then they are willfully blind to who he is. But to those people, it's still odd to see how many people defend Kanye. And I think there's something to how great or impactful a person was and the level of how hard it is to detach from that person. Because now we've seen five, six years, maybe 10 of wilding out Kanye. Yeah. This is now who he is now. But his first five years were so great that people can't detach from the last 10. Right. At this point, can he do anything? I I can't even blame him because he can do anything and people aren't going to turn on short of R. Kellying a situation. Shit, he might be able to pull that off. Shit, I don't know. I mean, $6 billion <clears throat> is a lot for a man who filed bankruptcy, what, like four years ago, five years ago? Uh, you know, who bank- said he bankers- was that, bro? Yeah, I mean, he bankers just didn't want to pay his bills. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Still, to re up six mil after that, hopefully he's paying his taxes now. We don't know. We, we have no clue. I, but I, people def- defend him to the <clears throat> dying day to the point of if they sold those shirts, which they probably will. If they sold those shirts, they better not. They'd be flying off the shelves. Yeah, and there'll be there'll be Two people, black people. Yes, there'll be people like me and you. Yes, look, they look like us when all white. Yeah, white yeah, lives not, matter. Now, I actually think for this conversation and those shirts, white people have good common sense. They like they do. They'll be like, I'm not wearing that shit. No, it'd be people like us. Yeah, like straight shock value, like it's normal tour merch. Be the same. It'd be the same alpha male black dudes that are shitting on Malik Andrews. And defending Rachel Nichols. Same people. Kanye, I mean, look, man. I felt bad that I even tweeted about it because I was like, he got me. <laughs> he wants attention. Like, got he, me again. He's doing the, Him and Candace do this for attention. They're, they're pandering for engagement um, and to show their base that they can ruffle up, ruffle up our feathers. There's, it is 2022. It is, we're in October. George Floyd got murdered in 2020, right? 2019? 20. 20? Pandemic. Wow. It's been two years, a little over two years since George Floyd got murdered and the protests. You haven't heard Black Lives Matter in 2022 at all. No. It hasn't even been a conversation. Not at all. So why would, in October, would they decide, hey, we should wear White Lives Matter t-shirts? Like, make sense of it. Yeah, a little later. A little later. 
No, but they, they, they're trying to ruffle some feathers. And they did. They got people like myself because it's like, it's gross seeing those two. Because it's da- to me, people say oh, I'm overreacting when I say things like that are dangerous, but you're empowering a base of people. It was the same thing with Trump. It wasn't Trump necessarily. It was the base that he was empowering that are the dangerous ones. And when you have people saying, look, your own guy's doing it. And if y'all are not strong enough to say, man, I can't give up on Ye because he gave up on y'all. Like, that's what I tweeted yesterday. Like, it's time to give up on Kanye because he has let y'all go. He does not care about you at all. When it comes to money, he said he can't talk to people who make less than him. He finally <laughs> admitted Sway was right recently. Because, like, if anybody remembers, you ain't got the answer, Sway. Does anybody remember what that conversation was about? No. The conversation I- was Sway's telling Kanye, stop running behind those rich white people. Make your own shit. How, Sway? He's like, just empower yourself, Kanye. Read a book, Kanye. And Kanye got mad. Now, we look ahead. Kanye admits, I don't read books. It's like eating Brussels sprouts. Like, you're an idiot. Right? But then <laughs> Brussels he was like, are delicious. But now that Adidas has basically said, oh, no, we, we're not operating on your schedule. You're operating on ours. And then Kanye goes, him and Ray J did this very conveniently. Kanye West goes, oh, well, I'm not with y'all anymore. I'm taking Yeezy with me. And they're like, no, you're not. You signed the rights over to Yeezy to us. Yep. We own that. So you go skedaddle. You got paid, but we're separating ourselves from you from now on. And what did Kanye do? He called Adidas racist. And he said to boycott Adidas. Convenient. Very convenient when race works in that, that manner. But he's, it's almost like this Tyson Fury stuff. He's like bored and he needs something to drum up some interest. So this is what he did. He did this at like Paris Fashion Week. Like why? We got to. Like, Candace Owens, we know what she is. Jason Whitlock, we know what he is. Yeah. Kanye still has his fingers entrenched in our community because there are still, some of our favorite rappers are still associated with him. Push the T's of this world. Yes. Like, John Legend was like, I can't fuck with you. No. <laughs> it's like, he was like, I'm cool. Less and less of those people will start fucking. Yeah, but, I mean, you see but it. Sure. But the fact remains is that if Kanye drops an album, people can still purchase it, listen to it, whatever they're going to do, and they're going to still say he's classic, he's a genius, he's all these things. They'll ignore that part in. But it's hard to separate the art from the artist because there are still people on my Facebook's like the worst. Facebook is a place where you find out the worst things about people that you wish you didn't know. Because those are some of the, for better or worse, closest people to you, right? Like, even if you haven't talked to people in 10 years, 20 years. But they're closer than strangers on the internet. Like, if they follow you on Facebook, like, they kind of know you, and you kind of know them. So to see, like, their inner workings really fucks you. Yeah, because it's like, I didn't know you thought like that. Yeah. Right? Like, Facebook is, like, one of the worst places for us. And I see it on Facebook all the time. Y- y'all still bumping R. Kelly? I am. And I'm like, why did you post that on Facebook? Who needs to know this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why? Don't even talk about it. Oh, you guys are just trying to take money away from R. Kelly. What? No. No, we're not. R. Kelly had sex with kids. Convicted felon. In yes. jail, incarcerated, and people still say, I'll bump his music. Why do you have to tell me that? I don't care. Like, if you, it's, it's hard for me to even listen to Kanye now. I turned on, like, College Dropper the other day, and I was like, ugh. Like, you're an idiot. I really like Rhyme Fest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my, my stepdaughter's boyfriend came over. Uh, I've met him several times, but my wife has met him maybe for the first time, like, two weeks ago. But he came over to the crib to eat. Met my grandma, my daughter, all this stuff. And my wife asked him, and she, she's just like, yo, what are your four favorite rappers? Who's your four favorite rapper? And I was like, oh, you're setting up this kid for failure. But he's like 20. I was like, oh, my God. But his older brother's a DJ here in Vegas forever, blah, blah. 
You should have some sense. So I think he was just reading the room. But he says, Big mm-hmm. J are his first two. Right? This kid's going somewhere. Yeah, I think he, right. he judged the room. So I was like, okay. Kanye was his third. And I was like, oh, I was like, so Consequence is your favorite rapper. <laughs> and then he was like, no, no, Kanye. I was like, no, no. So Consequence, he was like, oh, that's funny. I was like, yeah, no, like, no one likes Kanye as a right, as a rapper. No one likes no. Kanye. They like Rhymefest. They like Consequence. Like, I can still listen to that because I can detach and I know who wrote those. Right. And the message behind them for those guys, still pretty real. Yeah. Kanye is like, she bleached her butthole. I got bleach on my t-shirt. That's, That's Kanye writing. Yeah. I can tell when Kanye writes some shit. I mean, so look. I used to be really close with Ron Fest. Like, all, we talked all the time. And years have passed, so I can talk about this now. So Ron Fest, like, the L, he was doing the LJ album, and he would talk about Kanye coming over his house and like, hey, I need you to write me something, right? And he just showed up with a check. And Ron was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, I need you. Like, here's a beat. Write something conscious for me, right? And I was like, really? That's what he did? He was like, yeah. And he was telling me the story of, like, crack music. And I, w- I don't know what was happening. I've always been in these weird spaces with artists that I, when I'm with them, they're mad at another artist, and they just tell me. And I'm like, <laughs> and they, they just trust me to never put it out there. And I don't put it out there. Like, Lupe was mad at Pharrell, and he and I brought him to his first show in Vegas, and Lupe was like, can I burn some ice creams on stage tonight? And I was like, wait, why? <laughs> and he just like told me the story about him and Pharrell and got into it. And they, you know, they figured it out and he wanted to burn ice creams on stage when he did this. I was like, what? No, wait, what's going on? <laughs> Ron Fest must have been mad about Kanye, with Kanye about something. And I don't know what it was. This had to be like 2008. And he just started telling me like, he sent me ref- a reference track. And I was like, God damn. It's like, it's like Dr. Dre, like hearing a reference track and he raps exactly like the person. Reference track to Dr- Jesus Walks. And I think it was a reference track to crack music before Game was on. And I was just like, so you mean to tell me that anything that has some sense in it, Kanye didn't write? And he was like, hell no. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh. And from that point on, and th- this is, again, this is 08. From that point on, I've never been able to listen to Kanye the same. That's like, because I was like, well, maybe Fest is bitter, right? At first. Yeah. I talked to some other people. I used to be cool with uh, Jen the Pen, who used to be with Consequence. Me and Jen was really cool. And I was like, so, Consequence, da 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 And she was like, yeah, no, nah, Kanye ain't writing that shit. Like, if it makes sense, best believe he didn't write. A beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, like, like, there's always... Consequence masterpiece. <laughs> there's always somebody there. Like, the, the, the best, one of the best stories I've ever had about Kanye West is through Fonte from Little Brother. And Fonte telling me, uh, I see now this joint with him... Consequence, Kanye, Big Poo, and Ninth produced it. And the story is, is that Kanye wanted to go first. And Kanye rapped first because he really liked Ninth's production. He raps first. Poo and Consequence, they write together. They did their verse back and forth. Tay goes last. Tay's verse is dope. Kanye was like, nah, 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 nah. We can't. This song ain't done yet. He was like, he was like Kanye left. Came back like an hour and a half later. Had a new verse. Listen to it, and the cons was like, nah, 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 nah. Fonte, you got to change your verse. Tay's like, I'm not changing my goddamn verse. Like, what's wrong with you? Kanye's still like, I'm Kanye. You, were, you guys are the new guys. So he yeah. tried to sign Little Brother to good music in one time, and they told him no. And he got so mad, because and he didn't want to put the song out. 
because he he just got outshined and he couldn't he had nobody to help him. He didn't have Ryan Fest right there. He had consequences. It was basically like doing my own shit. Got my own work. Yeah, I'm I'm you know me and Pooh are bouncing off each other because it's the way it is. And so Kanye has always been like, from what I've gathered, Kanye has always been like semi jealous of Fonte, and they just bumped heads. Not in a bad way. It was just like competitive rap. Yeah, it was competitive, but it was like Fonte has always been the guy from all the years that I've known him. He just never cared who was in the room. There was never a situation where it was like, oh, you're you're Kanye. I was just like, oh, you know, fuck. Like, I'm here to, I'm here to, this is what I do. I'm good at this shit. Be better than me. He was like, but Kanye's always had that ego. If somebody, something is better than him, he has to find a way to put the spotlight back on himself. So circle, like, you, now we're here 2022 with a, him wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. He's like, he hasn't been getting any attention. He has to find a way. This is the, like, who, where, who would even think of this in 2022? Who would say, hey, Candace Owens, you want to go kick it? I got a White Lives Matter shirt for you. That's, like, what are we doing? I would have, I would, would love to be in the room when this all came about. Like, there's so many steps to get you to where it was. Right. That's just like, so you had to text Candace, yo, we're crewing up. Get her to Fashion Week. Figure out, like, yo, we're wearing these shirts. Get someone to make these shirts. The person who makes the shirt is looking at you like, the fuck? But there's a check there. Sure. So they're just like, shit, don't pay me how much to print this dumbass shirt? And then, whatever show this was, I don't even know what Fashion Week show is. It's Paris. To, it was in Paris. Fashion yeah, week. but a, what designer? Probably his own shit. Don't even know. So now you got to agree to upstage wherever the fuck you want. Because mm-hmm. whatever event that was, no one knows. No one cares. It's no longer about the event. It's about this t-shirt. So, so many different layers went into this shit. And it's just one of those things where now it's like, fam, he's, he's gone. He been the gone. song, the, the old Kanye. No one knew the old Kanye. No, no. But the thing was, <clears throat> Kanye fooled everybody is what he did. Kanye, he likes production. So if you look at Kanye's Career, he has gravitated towards certain producers, the Dillas, the <clears throat> DJ Premiers, the Rizzas. They're associated with acts that Kanye doesn't necessarily associate himself with. To live, most deaf. Kanye likes Mace. That was the first day that I was like, I'm done with this guy. He was like, <laughs> Mace is my favorite rapper. And I was like, wait, what? Like, no. I made dollar sign. But you look at you look at Kanye's track record and who he associate associated himself with and why. So it was like even the commons of the, this world. It wasn't it wasn't because of common. It was like he got in where he could fit in because Kanye's always been a good producer. Not anymore, right? But back then, soul chopping like he was really good at that stuff. He had a good ear for those songs. Yeah. But it wasn't about the rap. He he prided himself being like wearing a you know polo and like a Louis Vuitton backpack. He told you who he was. He just found a lane that he was an opportunist. He found a lane that worked for him because underground rap wasn't getting any love at the time. And he was like, I can create something different. He helped give a sound to Jay-Z that Jay-Z was looking for. Became wildly successful because of it. Then he became who he always was. Mm. He like, when, once the blog era took off and everything, like all the luster was off of like underground rap because they all met at the middle. Like the Wale's, the Kendrick's of the world were just as popular as 50 cents in, in a way. He was just like, well, I guess there that goes. 
There's no sense in like conscious rap or whatever you wanted to call it. He became who he always was. He wanted to be rich. He wanted to be famous. He wanted to get praise from white people. That is all. Rich white people is Kanye's favorite thing. If you put him in a room with Ralph, because listen to how he talks. He never, you've never heard Kanye talk about like FUBU. He talks about Ralph. You ain't Ralph. Yeah. Neither are you. They don't like you, right? Like they like your money. They don't like you. If, he, if you listen to Elon Musk, you know, they don't like you. You just got enough money to be in that room with him. But he's always been who he was. And there's no surprise when he does these things now. Like I always said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. It was an accident. There was never any substance behind it. Shock value. People can spot their own. Hmm? That's, that's one of the, the things in this world, right? Like, it's easy to call out people you recognize, traits you recognize. It's, he knew one of his own. Yeah. And he called it out. Really, at that point, it didn't serve his base. Oh, and let me also say this. Kanye's thing has nothing to do with intelligence. It is counterculture. So if you go back to his underground rap roots, it was counter to what was being played on the radio. Yeah. If you go to, like, George Bush doesn't care about black people, it was counter to what was going on at the time. His production is counter. Yeah, like everything, it was counter to. He associates himself with Trump because Trump is counter to what is going on at the time. He associates himself with Candace Owens because she is counter Black Lives Matter, things of that nature. So it's never about the message. It's about trying to be the one that's not like everybody else. Because after like George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, like Black Lives Matter became cool. Kanye was like, I don't want to be with them anymore. There's too many people in that room. I'm going to create my own lane. Candace, because you listen to him talk. Candace Owens, she's an independent thinker. What does that mean, Kanye? She says stuff that other people don't say. Yeah, she's a troll. Jason Whitlock, I'm sure they'd be friends. Oh, they'd be best of pals. But Trump, the reason why he liked Trump is like he made his own way. Now, I've always said it. I, Trump is a piece of shit, but you... I can see what he was doing. He was filling a lane. Kanye's the same way. Like, if he sees something that's popular, he's like, I'm going to make something that's the opposite of that. So right now, what's, like, black people being cool and minorities and LGBTQ community, like, I'm, I can't wait till he goes against them. That's coming. It's too popular for him. But he's got he's to be counterculture. Because there's no reason to say white lives matter. Duh, we know that, Kanye. Stop. <laughs> We're not saying that they did matter. But he has to say something he wants to suck the air out of the room by being counterculture. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. It's made me think since today was boxing. We've had some outlandish characters in the boxing world. And I wouldn't say Kanye's a wild character. Because he does. I would. He does this shit on purpose. <clears throat> it's contrived. What are the four wildest characters we've had in boxing in terms of like this wild polarizing type of effect? Good or bad? Floyd. Think Floyd is up there? Oh, yeah. Think about it. Floyd's whole persona was created as a character, right? It's definitely a gimmick. The money, like, yeah, it's part of him too. I've been around him enough to know, like, he likes money. Worked himself to, to shoot, really. Yeah, but he's always been 
that way. But the things he does, for example, the exhibition match at Rising. <laughs> yeah. My man wore an, an American flag chain. Why? Why? To rile them up. Yes. He is, and he's so rich that poor people problems is, has no effect on him. I've seen Floyd say things and I'm like, it's like the Vince McMahon thing. It's like, dog, do you go to the store? Do you know how much a gallon of milk costs? No, you don't. So when he says things like, uh, like he criticized Colin Kaepernick, America's the greatest country. Thanks, Floyd. Thank you. Why did you say that? Like, shut up. Why did you go to Japan and criticize Japanese fighters? Or why did you criticize Manny Pacquiao? He does shit to rile people up. It's all for effect. Because Floyd, like Kanye, like Candace Owens, they need the spotlight. They got to say something that's crazy enough to make sure that we talk about it and it ends up on our social media feeds and it dominates the headlines. Floyd, Floyd is up there because he says some wild... We, no, you weren't there. Maidana 2. 2? I think. I was at Maidana 2. Were you there when Floyd started talking about Ray Lewis? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Ray, was it Ray Lewis? No, no, no. Ray Rice. It was Ray Rice. Oh, stay far away from that topic. Floyd. So... Floyd is doing, you know, media scrum after the press conference. I'll never forget this. We're up there. There's a few of us. You know, they let us on stage to talk to Floyd. I can't remember who. It might have been Lance Pugmire. I can't remember who asked the question. Hey, Floyd, what do you think about this Ray Rice situation? Floyd begins to talk. We don't really know what happened. And, you know, um, domestic things. And, and you can see Kelly Swanson, like, losing because she knows it's coming. Because, obviously, Floyd's been to jail for domestic yeah. abuse. He starts siding with Ray Rice in the situation. And Kelly's like, interview's over, interview's over, interview's over. And we're all sitting there going, damn, got him. Because Floyd is so trained in the media. Like, he knows where to not make mistakes at. But somebody asked him a very real question that hit home for him because of his domestic abuse history. And he started answering, criticizing the victim. And we, we don't know what she did to him. Floyd. <laughs> and he, she, and it, like, it was just absolutely crazy because he was out of character when he answered this question. Because as much as he tries to be a villain, he doesn't try to stray too far off the beaten path that can no. get him in hot water. That was the moment. And Kelly Swanson, the whole PR team, pulled the plug on the interview, got Floyd off the stage. It's so, you could find this somewhere on like YouTube. I was like, I can't believe he answered that question. Usually Floyd was, would say, like, like I said before, you know, that's not my, none of my concern. It wasn't that. He wanted to address Ray Rice being, knocking his woman out in the elevator. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Fell. <laughs> so. Fell for the mousetrap. Yeah, he fell for it. He was in a shoot at that moment. He had yeah. worked himself to a shoot and didn't realize that the shoot was really <laughs> in the moment. It's Floyd, man. Floyd's probably up there. If I, had, I mean, I think the easiest suspect is Adrian Broner. Yeah. He's another one. Broner's just yeah. far past being lost in the sauce. I see the man flush $100 bills down the drain. I think he's leaked his own sex tape on IG several times. Dude, he loves, like he wants to fight Nate Diaz. What are you, yeah. What are you doing? He just pulled out of a fight. Yeah, it's like, relax. With mental health issues. Get yourself together. So, Mike Tyson, of course. Here's why. Tyson's a sad set of circumstances. He is, well. but, but back then, it wasn't. No. Right? If, Mike, if you took Mike Tyson out of 1993 and put him in 2022, we'd be like, he's all, we would be like, he's autistic. He, we like we would point out these things really quick now. Back then, we just thought he was crazy. Yeah, his mental health issues stem, but there was nobody there to defend him, to care for him. We just thought he was crazy. Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear off. Yeah, he went to jail for 
allegedly sexually assaulting Desiree Washington. He beat up Mitch Blood Green at Dapper Dance. Did. If you think about all the things that Tyson did, the fact that he's still here is, is remarkable. But the man is, he was controversial because nobody was there to care for and him. And that's not to say Kanye doesn't have mental health issues. No, he, I'm but sure he I, does. I feel like the mask and the gimmick is an aside from the mental health issues. Yeah. More than I, I think Tyson and him lashing out and being an abuser and assault. Like, Yo, Mike Tyson people. bit Lennox Lewis at yeah, the press conference. He went to jail for like <laughs> raping, like sexual assault. Like he, his mental health issues, I think, led to a lot of that. Yeah. So I, I don't want to. There was no chicken. gimmick with Mike Tyson. No, I don't want to play chicken or egg thing. But I, I'm going to probably say the mental health issues came first. Yeah. Uh, Kanye, I think there was a mask and everything, and then he's slowly lost his shit. Since then, got lost in the gimmick. Floyd is a gimmick. Broner is a gimmick. They, Broner got lost in the gimmick as well. Yeah. Now he has mental health issues. So, you know, it's, it's one of those, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, as they say. But it's, it's one of those things where, all right, if the gimmick comes first, I'll put him on the list. Tyson's a little tough. No, Mike, there was no gimmick. Like, we didn't understand what it was when we were looking at Mike Tyson. We just had never seen anything like it. He destroys people in the boxing ring. And then you hear these stories about him. Obviously, Japan, Buster Douglas. Yeah. If you listen to Bobby Brown tell that story. He was on Mike's podcast like a week ago. Yeah, and Bobby like tells <laughs> He was like, yo, we didn't care. We was, you know, having sex with the, house, the housekeepers. But if you fast forward to today, somebody would have helped Mike Tyson. But I'm just saying, in terms of being like a controversial figure, Mike Tyson was absolutely that. We didn't understand what we were looking at. Like, we didn't even address, like, I'm, I promise you, there is some, he's on the spectrum. Oh, Mike, Mike got some shit, like, that he has to work out. And mar- he's very open now, and the medical marijuana and regular yeah. marijuana seems to have helped him. So I'm glad he's now trying to be an advocate for whatever. He's older and wiser. Yes. He's been through it. Glad he came out the other end. Some a lot of people don't. They don't. But he he came out the other end. The beautiful thing about Mike Tyson is that he's not ashamed to talk about what he did. Yeah. Which is always like I don't want to go down too deep into the rabbit hole and the Desiree Washington thing, but it always felt very weird because Tyson will tell you like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, that's the one thing he continues to say. I didn't do that. But with Tyson, even the Robin Gimmins thing, if you go back and watch everything, you looked at a person who was being taken advantage of. That was it. Like, you looked at a person that Don King took advantage of. Everybody took advantage of that man. Yo, he almost snuffed Don King like two weeks ago. I mean... They, they showed up at the same event. Don King walked behind him, tried to give him, like, the, the reach-around hug. Tyson looked back. He was like, don't you touch me. He almost snuffed Don King. He was snuffed Don King. would turn to dust. <laughs> but Tyson still got it. But there is no gimmick with Mike Tyson. That is a man, a shooter shoot. And that's who Mike yeah. Tyson is. Now, I would have put Ray Leonard on my list. Hmm. At the time, and we love Ray Leonard now. Boy, that man was a cokehead. Ray Leonard then was problematic. He was a liar. You, <laughs> a him literal. and Oscar De La Hoya lived the two biggest lies in boxing. <laughs> the, go, the two golden boys? Yep. Like, Ray Leonard's book. I, please, everybody, if you can find it, read Ray Leonard's book. Cocaine use, domestic issues, like it's on your like, shelf in your crib. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, if we knew this about Ray Leonard, like, but it's years later, people just like all still, right, that's cool. still people don't dig into that. No, not at all, because he's still the golden boy in many people's eyes. Yep. Him, he's on this list. He was a problem. <laughs> yeah, a problem. You know, it's crazy when Hagler is like, "Fam, I'm fighting you." 
and no one else but you. And that's it. And he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to retire. And Hackler kept his word. Ryler was like, fuck it, you just ain't going to fight again. That was the last we see to Marvin Hagler. He moved to, like, Italy. Yeah, he did. Because it was just like, this motherfucker really ain't going to fight me. Yeah. And Leonard was like, nope. He's just... Few people, and going back and watching everything, and shout out to ESPN's expansive library, and I get to watch it in the back end and all the interviews and everything. I'm not sure on boxing, and Floyd is Floyd. We now see Tyson Fury being Tyson Fury. I'm not sure anyone's been as self-involved ever in the sport of boxing as Ray Leonard was. Oh, yeah. He was out for self, always. Yeah. How much you pay me? Yeah, I need $3 more. Oh, yeah. $3? Yeah, I ain't showing up. And he wouldn't. He'd just bounce. Like, he, at points, was the man. But he treated himself like he was the man from Jump Street. Yeah, the day he left the Olympics, it was on. Oh, it was on. And lawlessness. And lawlessness it, by Ray Leonard. And the, the thing about Ray is, like, he, he was a great boxer. We cannot deny that. No. But if we look at when he first lost to Roberto Duran and how quickly he had the rematch, Knowing his intel, for those who don't know, Ray Leonard loses to Roberto Duran. Finds out, after, shortly after the fight, Roberto Duran gains a ton of weight between fights. So if you pay him enough, you'll force him to cut that weight, and he will not be in the right shape. This is the no-moss fight. Yep. Sugar Ray Leonard put the Roberto Duran in the worst possible position. Offered him a ton of money. Not him personally, but... Let's do what we got to do to make this rematch happen because I know he's going to be fat and I know he can't cut the weight. And he beat him. Yep. Completely compromised Roberto Duran. But nobody knows. Everybody looks at Roberto Duran's a quitter. Roberto Duran's arguably the greatest lightweight to ever walk the face of the earth. Yes. He damn near ate himself into a middleweight. Though. But that's Between what he did. <laughs> that's what he, and that's what he did. And Ray stayed in shape knowing he's like, I want that rematch, but I got to have it fast because I know that fat motherfucker is not going to be able to cut the weight. And he did. But then... He quit because his body quit. the him. worst part of the okie doke. Is where Ray said, I'm retiring. Oh, man. After the fight, after yeah. he lost to Durant, said, I'm done. I'm retiring. Yeah, this is like three years, four years into his career. Said, I'm retiring. Durant was like, party time. Yep. And then Ray Leonard, like two months later, was like, no, just kidding. Rematch. And he's like, I'm not retiring. Durant's like, and the I, fuck? I promise you, I believe Durant was like almost 200 pounds. At least. He, he was like Patty Pimbley, just like well, I'm eating. sure he thought he had nothing but time. Yeah. The man retired. We don't got to run it back. I take yeah. my victory lap. I come back. We're good. So, Durant did a little smidge of coke <laughs> in the interim. Was eating everything, chilling, throwing crazy house parties. And then he looks up. He'd be like, yo, I, didn't you just say you were retired? Now, nah, um, by the way, I'm back. And uh, yeah, you see this? Uh, I think we're contracted for a rematch. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's go. Here's the date, by the way. Some, some people, uh, boxing is an individual sport where people like attention. Leonard was up there. Yeah, Leonard, Leonard was up there. Leonard. Tyson, Tyson Fury is in that conversation now. It's like, Tyson, hey, man. <laughs> Tyson Fury likes attention. Just shut up and fight. He can't. Yeah. He can't do it. He can't do it. No, he's, he's easily one of the wildest characters. He, dog, the man <laughs> got up to almost 400 pounds. 400. Right? And, and beat Klitschko. Supposed to have the rematch. Like, yo. That rematch not happening is still wild. It's crazy because do you do you remember the press conference before the first fight when the, he, Tyson Fury showed up dressed as Batman? Yeah, love that press. Yo, this guy was a maniac, <laughs> and people just forget. Like Tyson Fury is an absolute nut, but 
supposedly clean now. I don't know how clean he is, but I believe he's, he's cut a whatever he's done. It's it's a crazy I mean, comeback story. He's he's never shied away from saying how many drugs he took. No, no. After that Klitschko fight, um, when people say Tyson Fury's not clean and he's a cheater and he popped for drugs, he did. He also popped for those drugs when he was very open now yeah. about saying he was taking drugs. I've never taken drugs in my life. I know some people who have. People who take a large amount of drugs usually don't ask what's in them. No. So, if, like, you're doing a lot of coke. You're not necessarily asking what else is intermingled with the cocaine. No, no. So, I'm not shocked he popped for God knows what in that. And then the fight couldn't continue. Right. So, yeah, no, he, he did pop for something. He was taking other drugs. So, like, if you're taking drugs that you're like, yeah, I took that. You're, you're probably not shy of taking any drug. No. At that point. And then now if you don't take drugs and you don't pop for a test, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of doubt. They just say maybe at that time you're taking everything under the sun. Yep. Gimmicks in boxing. man. That's, <laughs> there's some strange people in boxing. But, yeah, those they're not Kanye level of weirdos yet. But there's some weird-ass characters throughout the history of Shit. boxing. Mike Tyson endorsed Donald Trump. Fam. I'm <laughs> sure people have covered the sport longer than us. One day we'll have, like, Kevin Ioli in here or something. And I got to say, Kevin, like, yo, Kevin. I'll ask him the same question. I bet you he pulls four other names. of like, yo, what? Oh, y'all weren't. Y'all weren't outside. Like, this person? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. I'll be like, what? Ken Norton? Like, I'll just hear, like, I don't know if Ken Norton's up. But it's just, like, I hear some wild-ass story. Like, I'm sure. And that's going to be us in 40 years. Yeah. People are like, what? No, nah, Floyd Mayweather's the greatest ever. It's like, boy, let me tell y'all about Floyd. <laughs> they don't know. They back don't back know. in the day, Andreas Hale was at Green Valley High School. And Floyd Mayweather <laughs> just telling random-ass Floyd Mayweather 19-year-old stories. Uh. Oh, man. So, it, it's, it's going to be crazy. And... Yeah, I mean, boxing is a weird place, but we have tons of more boxing to talk. So let's hit the break, come back. Let's preview all the fights for the next two weeks that we'll have before we get out of here. You guys don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. All right, we're back. Dre, time to talk the next two weeks in boxing. Last week, the off week. It's been a while since we had no fights. Yeah, it was weird. Very weird. <laughs> I had a lot of time on my hands. Damn, my daughter's 17th birthday, so like, chilled with her a lot, took her out to dinner, all this good stuff. But man, no boxing. It doesn't happen often. So we're back into the swing of things. We have Connor Ben versus Chris Eubank Jr. coming up. The intrigue here is... Does Eubank make weight? No, he had Salt Bay today. He had Salt Bay. He had uh, <laughs> his birthday was a week ago. He had a full cake with ice cream on it. He ate a burger a week ago. Like he he said he hasn't made the catch weight for everyone listening is 157 pounds. He campaigns at 168. People are like it's 11 pounds, not that much. He said he hasn't weighed 157 since he was in high school. Yeah, mind you, these people walk around 20 pounds, 25 pounds higher than where they campaign, which means he's a 200-pound man cutting down to 157, eating everything under the sun. Well, selectively, what he's posting is what he's eating, right? Sure. 
People were like, oh, he's just eating steak at the Salt Bay restaurant. Fair. Did you see how much salt he sprinkled on that steak? Salt makes you retain water. The week of the fight, you have like zero sodium in your diet. I've done one of these stupid weight cuts before. Can't have no sodium. The, the biggest fight is the scale, right? It is. And I wouldn't have as much of an issue with him posting any of this if it wasn't for Chris Eubanks Sr. <laughs> saying, please boycott the fight. Like, he's told, he was trying to pull his son out of the fight. Somebody's going to get brain damage. Like, when your dad is saying that, like, I'm more like, is he going to make weight? Like, is, is that a work? <laughs> yeah, like, work or shoot. Point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. And look, if he, if he makes weight comfortably, I think he beats Conor Ben. Really? Yes. I don't think he's as good as Conor Ben. I think he's just Conor bigger ben. than him. I think we're in a Demetri Bival Canelo situation. Ben is a 47 pounder. Yes. And Eubanks a big puncher. And I think Conor Ben's good. Don't get me wrong. I think Conor Ben will be just fine at welterweight. Eubank is slow. He is, but it ain't, ain't going to take much. I don't even know if Ben will come. If Ben comes in at 57, I wonder, do you go back to welterweight after this? If he comfortably makes and doesn't look like he packed on, like if he packs on muscle, it's going to be hard to get down back down to 47. 54 seems like it'd be his best weight anyway. Less, less people there. Better pass towards a belt. Yeah. You can kind of start belt collecting and eventually work your way up to Charlo. If he vacates some of the belts, then you can go and belt collect. And 147 is packed. It's true. You got to be Boots. You got to be Virgil. There's a lot of people in the pecking order ahead of you. 154, you can kind of cut the line. Yeah. I, I just don't. Chris Eubank is a junior, is a good fighter. He's a better fighter when he has that big of a size Right? Because that's just natural. It's the same thing with Bivol. Bivol's just a really good fight. Weight classes for him. Yeah. Weight class. Yes. And Conor Ben, to take this fight, yes, I get it. It's like your dads fought each other. Tremendous rivalry. Eddie ran out of people for Conor yeah. Ben to fight. And Ben, you know, and I don't think Eddie Hearn was too interested in this fight until Conor, like, insisted on it. He's like, all right, fine. Because it's not big in the States. Nobody in the States really cares. Nah. We care. Eddie wanted Broner. Yeah. And Broner... Posting the, all the information. 2.5 mil. I would have paid his ass 2.5 mil to come get Molly Wall. Yeah, because that's what would have happened. Yep. But this fight is, is Eubank versus the scale. And if he beats the scale and does it handily, I pick him to beat Ben. If he struggles with his eight weight for any reason, I'll pick Connor Ben. I can't pick this fight until Friday. I'm picking Connor Ben regardless. And there's a rehydration clause. 10 pounds. Yeah. So not only that, you can only rehydrate to a pound under where you usually cut. That's what's crazy to me. You cut, you go into camps and train your body and you cut down to 168, which is a cut for a reason. Now your rehydration clause allows you to only gain up to one pound less than your hard ass cut is normally. Right. Like, so you, it's like you're cutting weight twice for a normal fight. It's like going in and cutting 10 pounds under your weight class. And then that next day, staying there for your normal weight cut. That's ridiculous. Dog. That's like telling Canelo, like, yo, you know what? We got this fight at 168. But uh, on Thursday, you got to weigh 158. And then on Friday, we still going to weigh you. And you got to weigh 168. Like, you know how hard is it? it is for me to weigh 168? Nah, nah, you got to do both. Look, again, what? the biggest fight is Eubank versus the scale. Yeah, he beats the, if he beats the scale, then I'll pick him to beat Conor Ben. If he doesn't, twice pick Conor Ben. Again. 
At this point, give them the money. I blow right through the rehydration clause. And we've seen it, we've seen it done in boxing. Yeah, we have. Be like, yo, I made the contract to wait for the fight to go on and blow right through the rehydration. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is the king of that. Oh, he didn't care. What? What rehydration clause? Yeah. How much you want? Yep. Take this 10% of our purse. We fighting at whatever I weigh today. So that that'd be my suggestion for Chris Eubank. I don't think he does it. I think Connor Ben stops him in this fight, makes a statement. Then we have Fundura versus Ocampo. Just real quick. Fundura, he's 6'6". He's a freak, man. 6'6", 154. One of the best fights of the year with Tony Harrison. Even though people are crazy, they completely forgot the McConlin fight as the fight of the year. Oh, McConlin got it wrapped up. Yeah, like, but Fundora's fun to watch. He's big, he's tall, he's rangy. Out of- I thought he lost that fight. By the way. Did you? The last fight. I did. But I think... I think- Good fight. Yeah, I think Fundora wins this fight. I think... I don't know what he is. Well, it's very early because he's, he's, I don't want to call him Paul Williams. But Paul Williams is also freakishly tall, but Fondora is like ridiculous. Like it's scary tall. Like, it's like Aaron Judge. It's worse than that. <laughs> it's like Yao Ming in the batter's box, right? Like this, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then you'd be like, well, you know, you campaigns at 50. What? Like no man 6'6 should weigh 154 pounds. It should be illegal. I don't even know how that's possible. Nobody knows. No weight in his legs. But I think he wins this fight. If you haven't watched Sebastian Fundora fight, you should do so this weekend. Oh, just for the spectacle. Yeah, because yeah. you'll see him and be like, what is that? Yeah, he's going to do stupid numbers for me on ringside just yeah. because, like, you're like, how? Yeah, how? What weight class? Yeah, right. That's yeah. crazy. Crazy. And then uh, Saturday, the following Saturday, which we won't have a sh- boxing show next week. It'll just be MMA and pro wrestling. So we'll talk about this. Shields versus Marshall. We'll start with the co-main event. Michaela Mayer versus Bumgarner. I want Alicia Bumgarner to win. I like her attitude. I like her temper. But I love the build towards this fight. I think love Michaela Mayer. Yep. ESPN and Top Rank have handled this very well in terms of like the, the segments that they've put together. Um, I think Michaela Mayer might just be a little bit too much for Bumgarner. Bumgarner hasn't really fought anybody aside from Harper. Michaela Mayer is kind of, she's shown that she bite down on her mouthpiece and go to war. That tells me a lot. That's the key. How do you react when you get punched in the face? Yep. I've seen Michaela get punched in the face a lot. She gets hit a lot. Yep. I have not seen Alicia Baumgartner get hit in the face by anyone of promise. Even Harper looked completely drained, didn't take it to her at all. No, she got right. And we've seen Terry Harper now campaigning, what is this, 24 pounds? Yeah. Above that, Terry Harper just won a belt last weekend at 154. Yep. That fight was at 130. Yeah. It's like, well, what happened? What? 24 pounds? So... It's one of those things where, yeah, I, I haven't seen Alicia Baumgartner go through adversity. I haven't seen her get punched in the face. I haven't seen her be tested and go deep in the fight. Yeah. Dig down. She got that dog in her. We got to see. Please don't post <laughs> the x-ray. Post x-ray. I don't want to see that shit. the x-ray picture. You know it. You know but coming. I'm picking Mikhail. I think Baumgartner is a great athlete. I just haven't seen her tested to know. If how she can win. She's got power. It's just like when she's down a few rounds, how does she react? I don't know. And because of that, I have to pick Michaela Mayer. Yeah. And I think you, just because of volume, she had to stop Michaela, like yeah. really hurt her and stop yeah. her. It's tough in two minute rounds. It is. I wish it was three. It needs 10 three minute rounds. I'm not even asked for 12. Give me 10 three minutes. Yeah. And, and we'd be good, good money. Next up, Shields versus Savannah Marshall. I'm still blown away that Savannah Marshall's like a plus like 160 in some sports books. She's not even a two to one underdog. Give me Clarissa all day. Pick a crib on her. 
yo, Clarissa, she's just better. I, I get it, guys. You look at the knockout percentage, but I we talked about this when the fight was supposed to happen last time. Look at Savannah Marshall's opponents. They're trash. She's the great white hope. She has fought she fought a woman with 56 losses and 11 wins. Like, come on. Like, we can't count that. You better get her out. You're supposed to knock her out. She won a vacant title. And Clarissa is, she's like one of the best fighters we've ever seen in women's boxing, period. I think she's going to dog walk Savannah Marshall. Oh, it's going to be a clinic. If this was three three minute round, I think Clarissa stops her if it's three minute round. I think Clarissa stops a lot of people in this three minute round. So she's not a big puncher. She's a volume puncher. When you give her time, she'll get the job done. Two minutes is not a lot. She's like Errol Spence. Yeah. I think, man. Once she takes Savannah out, out of this fight, I don't think Savannah will find her way back in. Because I think what's, what we're going to see, Clarissa might start off really fast just to get ahead on the scorecards, and she's going to talk so much shit. Oh, she's going to dance on her. It'd be incredible, and I'm not sure if it'll happen, but if there's any time to see a no-moss situation off of just straight frustration, this might be it. Like, yeah. I can't hit her. I can't hurt her. She's dancing and clowning me. I'm not getting off this stool. She won't quit. Savannah, Savannah will fight, but Savannah's good. Yeah, I've seen tough ass people quit. <laughs> it'd be it'd be the women's boxing moment of all time. Yeah, but Clarissa's gonna beat her ass. Yeah, undisputed again. Yeah, again and again. She could be undisputed in four way classes if she wants. She's that good. Yeah, and then we have Haney versus Cambosis two. Look, man. Why are we here? <laughs> this Gotta is love contract again. Devin Haney is the exact opposite of Terrence Crawford. Devin Haney walked in the situation and was like, "How do I become undisputed champion?" They he found the path. All right, I got signed with top rank. Bosis has the belts. These are not favorable terms, but I'm going to take him because I believe in myself. Yeah, he doesn't want to go back to Australia because he's there right now and he to fight Cambosis again. But he made a sacrifice because he bet on himself. He'll beat Cambosis. He's going to beat the dog shit out of Cambosis this time. We haven't even heard from George. George talked all that shit in the first fight. Has not said a word. Can't say shit. <laughs> Look, me and you both know Peter Khan. I've, yep. I've known about George Cambosis for years. I knew when he was sparring with Manny Pacquiao. George is George. I don't. There's nothing he can do any different in this fight. Devin's going to beat him up. And then now he'll set himself up probably for a Lomachenko fight next year. Devin has to stop him. He should stop him, but it's not like Devin and Shakur have a similar MO. It's like, we got to win. Yeah. And I'm not going to take too many risks. And the reason, like, some people are like, well, why did you compare him to Terrence Crawford, the opposite of Terrence Crawford? Because Terrence Crawford's in a situation where he's not going to sacrifice. And because of that, this Spence fight may not happen in the near future. Yeah. But Devin has time. So when he sat down yeah. at the table, like, I can give you a year and a half of my life. Yes. Three fights. Because that means I'm 26 or I'm 25 and a half. Yeah. At this point, and I have another 10 years of my career, I'll give you a year and a half for what it's going to mean for my legacy. This makes me a Hall of Famer at yeah. the age of 25 years old. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Terrence is like, I might only got a year and a half left. <laughs> so, I mean, again, be very strategic. As more, as we figure out what's going on with Crawford and Spence, ultimately, we'll, Crawford isn't in a no win situation. No. He's got to fight him or else. And I, it, even now, it's at the point where you might have to sign a deal to fight somebody else first and then fight Spence because you've been off for too long. I don't even... Where do you fight? Beat up Adrian Broner. Who do you fight? Like, <laughs> I said, 
No, but I what keep promotion? saying this. Like, for Al Heyman, sign a two-fight deal, beat up Adrian Broner in January. Let's can't Spence. do it. Well, Al's not going to sign him just two. Because then if you sure. get two, then you got to renegotiate for a Spence rematch, and it's not going to happen. Three fights then. Yeah, always got to be three. But beat up Adrian Broner. Let Spence beat up Thurman. And then you guys fight. Because at this point, you're, you both are going to come in ice cold. Like, no tuna fight in between. They've had both of them. Terrence hasn't fought this year. No, I just posted this on Ringside the other day. Terrence hasn't fought since last November, Porter, and Spence fought in April. Yeah, it's you. You guys need to fight yeah, somebody it else. It was a combined five hundred and thirty-one days. It's it's ridiculous, and now you're haggling over transparency, which I understand from Crawford's perspective. But Devin Haney didn't do this. No, here and another nice little. He had some guarantees. Yeah, but a nice little nugget about Haney and what he's doing. Sugar Ray Leonard and Thomas Hearns fought when they were like twenty-five. Yep. 24 years old. Like, they were young. Crawford and Spence probably aren't going to fight until they're both 34. 10 years difference. What Haney is doing is what other fighters aren't doing. I continue to give him credit for this. I give Tio Lopez the same credit. We don't need to build this. We can do this now. And then we can do it then. Yeah. Like then we, we can do it again. Yeah. Yeah. If you're still here, I'll fight you again. Because guess what? If I fight Ryan Garcia, well, then there's Tio Lopez. There's Vasily Lomachenko. There's Tank Davis. There's Shakur Stevenson. There's Keyshawn Davis. Like, there's always going to be somebody for me to fight. So why am I wasting time waiting for this fight to marinate? You don't have to do it. Nope. Leonard and Hearns fought when they were in their mid-20s. Crawford and Spence are going to be damn near closer to 35, 40 years old by the time they fight. They should have fought three times by then. Yeah. Boxing doesn't need this kind of nonsense to happen. And Haney basically bet on himself. He's going to Australia. He's going to put another beating on, on George Cambosis. I hope he stops him because yep. he needs it. And then we get into the Haney-Loma negotiations, which yeah. should be pretty easy. And, that, and this accelerates your career. And it's like, why wait? If I believe I'm great now, there's no reason for me to wait. No. At all. So I think I agree. Like, easy fight to pick for me. Then we have the return of Deontay Wilder. But first, Caleb Plant. Andre Durrell, co-main event. Caleb Plant is going to beat the shit out of Anthony Durrell. Like, it's, is it's, Anthony Durrell? Yes, Anthony. Oh, it's Andre Durrell. He, no, he's going to... Oh, man. my. They've never liked each other. Anthony Durrell's always said, like, disparaging things about Caleb Plant. Say what you want about Caleb. He's good. Durrell knockout still crutches for me. Uppercut. Yeah. Extended his career by, like, three years. Yeah. But Caleb, even though he lost to Canelo, he's a really good fighter. Yes. And I think... I'm probably going to talk to Caleb sometime this week or next. Caleb just had a new kid. Now everybody knows the story about Caleb losing his daughter. There's, there's a new fan. Like, he's fighting because if anybody has met Caleb and talked to Caleb Plant, it's not an ego, but he's ultra competitive and he wants to be the best. And I think he's fighting now. It's like, well, in order for me to get back on this path to being a champion, I got to beat the shit out of people I don't like. Yep. Him first, and then he's... Hopefully, the Benavides fight materializes because they don't That'll like each other. Yep. But Anthony Durrell doesn't have his chance in hell. Caleb Plants is just a much better fight. Yeah, I think Plant styles on him. I think it, it goes the distance, but... It might not. Ooh. Plant might work him. I can't wait. I need to see a little edge to Plant. Yeah. Again. And then Wilder versus Hellenius. Look, man, I've seen people pick Robert Hellenius because they feel like Deontay's... They look at the Konaki knockouts... And they go, well, he's the real deal. Look, Robert Hellenius is a dangerous opponent. Any sure. heavyweight is. Sure. 
It's Deontay Wilder, guys. Unless Deontay just doesn't want to be there for some reason. He's not coming out in a heavy suit. No. Well, hopefully. But. Doesn't even matter. He's going to crush Robert Hellenius. Hellenius is a good puncher. Yeah. Not known for defense at all. That right hand is unlike we've ever seen in the sport of boxing. It's a bomb. It dropped the best defensive fighter of this generation. Multiple times. Several. Five. It's not like he caught him once on some lucky shit. Yeah. Every time they fought, he caught him with the right hand. And this is a man who doesn't get touched if he doesn't want to be. Yep. Caught him five times. Every time it made him hit the canvas. Not many people got that resolved. No, man, very, very few have that very heart few. and that kind of a chin. I don't think Hellenius, it'll be a highlight real knockout. And Deontay might lose every round until he knocks him out. Fine by that. <laughs> but it's this don't go past four. Eh, it might. It might. This, I hope Andy Ruiz is there because that is one hell of a fight to set up. Yeah, but he And can, he rocks Andrew. Yeah, he wrecks Andrew too. As long as Deontay's heart's still in it, very few can beat him because you just can't get around that right hand. No. It's going to land at some point. Yep. And, and the measurable is still there. It's not a small heavyweight. No, nah, man. Thin, not small. The reach is there, the range, how he lines it up is like a missile. It's going to be amazing to watch. Yeah. It's always better when Wilder's back. It is. Boxing. More heavy, heavyweight division is arguably the deepest division in boxing. It's, it's a lot of people there. Who would have guessed? Yep. There's different tiers. Sure. But, but the depth, great. Joe Young Joyce. Prospects. Yep. Jared Anderson. Daniel Dubois. Prospects. Frank Ryan Sanchez. Sanchez. Like, they're all there. Joyce and Dubois already fought. Yep. Exactly. And they're still both on the rise. Yep. Frank Sanchez. He fought a, a Jogba. Tough-ass fight. Yep. Scary fight. Jogba bounce right back. Get a couple knockouts. Frank is still moving up. The depth, the UK scene is still good. Yep. Great time to be a heavyweight. Boxer. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, man, you guys enjoy the next two weeks of boxing. I know we will. Whatever we don't watch, we will catch up on after we get off of this boat. And then I can't wait to talk and recap all this boxing when we come back from our cruise. We'll keep this short because it's been one hell of a show. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and the Wind Resorts in Las Vegas. For myself, Kel Dansby, for the old man, Andreas Hale, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube. Till next time, we're out. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.